0: Welcome back to another episode of Authentic Influence. I'm your host, Adam Conner. On today's show, we have a conversation over a glass of wine, like as a brand. If you're new to this, uh, welcome. I'm glad that you found this show. Here's what it is. It's a show all about how some of the most interesting and innovative brands out there today are mobilizing their masses to become more authentic. And today, I'm on with a woman named Kenzie Hagen, who is the VP of growth over two brands that are linked, Vinebox and Usual Wines. Now, these are both in the wine space. They're subscription services that offer tastings as well as single-serving which I thought was interesting. I've seen it a little bit, uh, but not very broadly, so it's a cool space to be in. And on the show, we talk not only about the stories of winos and and how it is spread and some of the ways in which the brand is directly connecting with its consumers, Uh, but we also have a particularly timely conversation around being authentic in terms of standing up for beliefs. Now, to be uh, transparent, sometimes these conversations are recorded uh, a little bit earlier to when you uh, hear them, so this should be released on Tuesday, June the 16th. This conversation was recorded June the 2nd, and this is right at the beginning of a series of demonstrations and protests, and some of which have turned violent, uh, across uh, cities uh, across America, highlighting the Black Lives Matter movement as well as protests of police brutality. Brands are currently making a lot of statements, uh, some of which are met with positivity, some of which are met with negativity. And the brands who are taking action, actual action are being celebrated. Uh, Vinebox and Usual uh, have done that. In fact, we had this interview scheduled for weeks prior to that, and they have made some good contributions and and wanted to talk about that on this show, too. So I think it's important to highlight here because it is a note of of cultural and societal importance right now, more important than ever, I would say. And so I was glad to be able to touch on that, too. Uh, So anyway, I'm going to get out of the way. I'm going to let you hear all of that, and I'll be back after the interview with uh, more info on how you can stay in touch. But for now, I'll back off and I will let you listen into today's interview with, from Vinebox and Usual, Kenzie Hagan. All right, everybody, I'm here with Kenzie Hagan. Kenzie is the VP of Growth at Usual and Vinebox, which we're going to talk about in a second. First off, Kenzie, thank you for joining the show.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: Now, let's, let's jump into the first obvious thing. A couple times on this show, I get the opportunity, I did this with Kayak and Open Table. And from you, when I saw Usual and Vinebox, I thought, mm, what is this? So how about we start out with uh, explaining that and your journey to get here and, and what's so great about the world of wine?
1: Absolutely. Uh, so Vinebox was the brand that came first, and it is a wine by the glass tasting experience in a box. Um, and so it comes in both quarterly subscription and Um, individual like one-off e-commerce orders. And our product is a box of nine different wines in a 100 milliliter tube and a a guided uh, tasting. So some of the tastings are focused on region or winemaking style, um, varietals or vintages. The the focus is really to learn about wine and taste wines that you might otherwise not have access to, or that would be... um, too expensive, frankly, to have a full like nine wine tasting in a full-size bottle. And then Usual is our second brand that was born at the end of 2018 and was actually created based on customer feedback um, from Vinebox customers who were saying that they love the single-serve format and that it was hard to find good wine in small bottles. Um, And so we kind of thought a lot about what else was missing in in the current uh, wine market and current environment and um, usual was born. And so uh, the first focus there was obviously the form factor. Um, everyday consumption is not always uh, fit for the full size 750 milliliter bottles. And so, for example, um, if you live by yourself or your partner doesn't drink wine and you just wanna have one glass and, and then not have to waste a whole bottle over the next couple of days, um, that was one major focus. So usual comes in 6.3 ounce bottles And then the other piece was um, was ingredient transparency. So a lot of consumers care so much more than ever before about the food that they're eating and the products that are in their their skincare and the chemicals they use to clean their homes. And that has not really been had not really been translated to the wine category yet. So um, we sourced and made our own wine with super clean ingredients, no uh, chemicals, no additives, um, no added sugar using sustainable farming practices and uh, bottled it in this new format that made sense for modern consumers.
0: Interesting. So yeah, you know, and with the the usual specifically. You know, it's kind of this surprised me is that I thought that bigger alcohol players would take advantage of that single serve thing sooner. I like when everybody saw everybody. When people who are aware of the industry saw like Copa happen which for people mm-hmm. who don't know uh listeners is another single serve concept i believe it appeared i believe it appeared on shark tank first is that correct i think i think it did anyway oh, yeah. yeah um i was like oh that's a cool idea and then that was side of that was kind of it and i didn't see it again and it seems like you guys have built something which is uh also a single serve but taking advantage of what i thought was like a, something that people missed for a while. It was like, why the hell isn't everybody doing that? So cool, and it's interesting for you because uh, we've spoken to a couple of folks on the show who who are um, in charge of of growth for their organizations. But to be able to be that role for both, I guess the the hub and the spoke. Though I, that might not be a that might not be an accurate characterization of what one is to the other. Is is certainly. Cool. So first off, uh, cool job. <laughs> congrats, congrats on having it. Um, that's 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 great. And uh, the tasting thing is, is good too. You know, I, I feel like I, my significant other has, has has done wine subscriptions in the past. Is not a current subscriber, but has done them in the past. And it always started with a tasting and then just came with it and those, those bottles start rolling in the door. So it's, you know, this is another interesting way of like, all right, well, we'll just do the tastings. And then from there, you can choose the bottles because, you know, we don't want to, you know, you, you might not like all six or 12 that come in the door so it's better to have that in a little tube as opposed to a bottle so cool 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 idea um
1: absolutely yeah. yeah all
0: right so let's so first off baseline great idea right especially right now people are home frankly and you know for better or worse alcohol consumption is probably up so um all no, yeah <laughs> all all i was about to say all the better but it's not all the better is it uh mostly the better for you let let me ask about uh, the the right now in a in a slightly different in a slightly different way, um, because of course uh, convenience you know having good ingredients in the food that you have and, and, and the drink and having nice experiences at home is is great. As you all think about it, generally speaking, because it's a lot more than just wine going on out there, what do you see as being the most important to your customers right now, either from a product perspective or the way that Vinebox and usual positions themselves. I'm, I'm curious to get your thoughts as to how you try to angle into the current context, not necessarily in terms of COVID, but also all the other socioeconomic things going on at the moment.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. So um, historically, something that was a, a priority for, well, something that is, has always been a priority and um, that we actually built our brand off of is listening and talking to our customers. Um, And so, you know, historically that was getting our products uh, to people where they can interact with them and try them in real life. Um, So like sampling through partnerships and through event sponsorships and just participating in, um, you know, like award shows and stuff like that. Um, And we we had like a retail pop-up at one time in San Francisco, but a lot of that has changed um, this year. So uh, first uh, COVID happened and um, we had to react pretty quickly. So um, it, it's been, it's been super interesting. Uh, we did this program at the beginning of of um, COVID, I guess, uh, where we gave away a thousand bottles of usual um, with the goal, just being to help spread and spark joy um, among people that have, are both already in our community and who are new to the usual community. Um, we've absolutely had to change some of our product innovation timelines Um, It just doesn't feel appropriate to launch, um, you know, uh, for example, like an insulated uh, tote bag when people don't have anywhere to go, right? We're in in the middle of like a national shelter in place. Um, And most recently, actually yesterday, we came together as a team and decided um, that we need to take a stance for what we believe in with regards to the Black Lives Matter movement and um, the all the civil rights advocacy that's going on right now. And um, so we actually announced that this week we're donating 100% of our profits to the NAACP Legal Defense and Education Fund, um, which if you don't know, it's a, an, a foundation that's been instrumental in um, in making civil rights changes and cases happen. And um Of course, protesting is the rawest form of public advocacy, but um, in order for, in order to affect sustainable uh, infrastructural change, we need both advocacy and public education. So anything we can do, no matter how small, we will do. Um, And that's just one example. I I think just um, constantly talking to our customers and asking them, you know, what do you want to see from us? Like, how can we, how can we help? Like, how how are you thinking about the brands that you follow and what do you want to see from them? Um, in this time,
0: right? Because people aren't just—I mean—from the services and brands that they enjoy, and you know, listeners, you, you get this episode slightly after we record it. So, so for clarity, we are recording this on uh, midday June the second. This is the day uh, a couple of days after um, you know these mass protests, uh, some of which have turned violent, began, and. Already, um, you have seen or I have seen brands all over the place do, hmm, like, a little. And by that, I mean they are posting black squares on Instagram. I mean, like, really, that's it. And in fact, the brands that aren't speaking up are coming under a hellacious fire because why aren't they supporting their people? So, it's clear to me that... And, and, by, and by the way, it's a great contribution that, that you all are are providing here. Um, and to have decided upon it already is strong because you are putting your face out there, you're putting your money where your mouth is, and that's good. Um,
1: Thank you. Absolutely. And we will continue to uh, monitor what's going on and react accordingly, right? It's It's been a really interesting time to work in marketing, especially for a brand, because um, a, a lot of what's happened this year has challenged kind of like the distinction between being a business or being a brand and like the being the employees behind that brand. And so, um, yeah, it's, it's just been a really interesting time.
0: Totally. And so listeners in, in the, in the roughly two weeks between the time that we record this and the time that you hear this, something else might have come up and brands will, I hope the brands that you enjoy and subscribe to and and consume from are making voices heard in an actionable way. Something that is outside of just text on a, Social media page, but anyway, regardless, I don't want to get on a pedestal, especially when when we're we're here to talk about how to how to mobilize masses and how to how to uh, how to cater to the customers' will. To round out that part of our conversation, it seems like what you're telling me is that uh, what customers want right now is not only you know the 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 ease and convenience and the great products they, they're used to loving. But also, they want brands to take definitive stands that do not straddle a line on the things that matter, and putting money where their mouth is—that's that's good. What I have that's seen, what what oh, good. All right, so because what I have seen. A lot of time on this show, what we also talk about is mobilizing masses just because those are those are really the most influential people out there um, in terms of like enticing individuals to action. That's part of what this show is all about. And we've recently had conversations and I have seen on social like when brands get it wrong, people are very loud. When brands straddle, people get very loud. And I know that people are loud socially anyway. And so I'm curious what you all are uh, like cognizant of in that word-of-mouth space. I mean, how do you find that word-of-mouth is impacting you, whether it's right now, I mean, I'm sure you've heard some, I'm sure you've had some great feedback so far on what you've just announced um, with, with providing to legal defense funds. Uh, how do you find that, that, that word-of-mouth and that sort of groundswell currently drives the brand overall, whether it's related to a societal issue or a commerce issue?
1: Yeah, um, absolutely. I mean, our strongest customers come through referrals from other customers, and I think um, it's it's kind of that's kind of like the basis behind having reviews uh, at all, right? Is is that um, people look to their peers and their friends for? Um, sort of recommendations and uh advice and w- whether that's on um you know how to take action on something that's important to you or you know what what wine you're drinking when you get home or you know what i mean um so word of mouth is is a huge uh source and channel for us and, and that's why we take our relationship with our customers so seriously
0: yeah I uh, well i i'm i'm glad that you do take it seriously everybody's taking a lot of things seriously uh right now um if i might Turn the page just slightly from the today and and I guess now we have to unfortunately say the multiple crises that are befalling I, probably the U.S. definitely, but perhaps even more broadly than that. I, I want to turn to some of the ways in which you are uh, leveraging this groundswell um, as as a brand, and I don't necessarily mean by the reactions to what you are doing um, with regard to the Black Lives Matter movement or things like that, because I'm going to assume that you let that action stand for itself. Uh, in terms of the experiences with the product and the service that you provide, whether it be on the Vinebox side or the usual side, I'm curious in some of the ways in which you're leveraging those stories. And, and those stories, I would assume, by contrast to the current context, are pretty positive, pretty great. I mean, people love their wine and and they love services that are able to bring their wine to them in a convenient and easy and, and, uh, and delightful way. So I'm curious some of the ways in which you're taking advantage of the groundswell of all these people talking great things about you.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, we try to develop as many channels as possible to be able to have conversations with our customers and um and again like take their feedback very seriously and and literally have built like we launched a sparkling rose uh last month that was a direct result of customers asking for it um which which is really amazing we have a really strong uh group of customers who text us so we built this wine hotline that's a phone number that comes in all of our packaging and is also on our website that you can text to ask questions about our products um get recommendations and also um you know ask questions about your order or even order more wine and um i mean i read all of those conversations i think it's super important Uh, that's when you know some of the the best kind of uh light bulb moments happen um it's it's pretty amazing and actually last year 10 percent of our uh overall sales came through sms as a channel which is really cool
0: a wine hotline so <laughs> all right all right let me bring back up for a sec because i so i'm not a vine box subscriber maybe that'll change now but you're telling me that on the packaging there's a phone number and it, so how easy is it like if i want some wine i just dial it up and i get my order done like what what <laughs> how, how, how does it work? Because wine hotline for some people, especially people who are winos, seems like magic. But I want to—I want to hear it straight from you. What is, what, what is that? I never heard of. I mean, I know SMS is becoming popular, right? SMS is going to become a medium probably in the next—I don't know, forty-eight months or maybe twenty-four months It will become huge. I mean, commerce will explode through it. Mm-hmm. What are you guys doing through it right now? That I mean, I want to tell me more about this.
1: Yeah. Um, so it's actually for the usual brand. Um, we do have a, something similar for the Vinebox brand, but it's um, this is the one I'm talking about is specifically for usual. Um, yes, yeah, so it's a phone number, and you can text in, and and um, real people will answer the messages, and you can essentially ask whatever you want, um, whether that's can I get a 12 pack of rosé, or um, you know, can you tell me the nutritional information on your wine, or where are your grapes from? Um, or you know what are you launching next? And um, not only is it a great source for for inbound feedback, but we also use that as a channel to alert people when we're launching new releases or um, when we have something exciting coming up.
0: Yeah, I have to. I'm just thinking about the mechanics of that right when somebody might be texting the wine hotline. And uh, I got to imagine that, yep, sure. Part of it is around, uh, yeah, I want that new 12-pack of rosé or I'm out. I can imagine that. I'm, I'm primarily a, a beer drinker normally. It'd be great to have a phone number. I could just call and be like, yes, please send me more beer. Uh, I'm out. <laughs> exactly. Um, and, uh, and I'm sure you probably, you might get some more like direct feedback, uh, you know, positive or, or, or otherwise from people who come through that hotline who are uh, maybe uh, currently enjoying uh, your products and, uh, <laughs> and feel the need to say something direct. Uh, but regardless, it's cool that you actually have people there. Um, you know, in this era, you know, what I hear a lot on the show. I hear a lot of, I hear a lot about social listening. Now, this is a term which I, I think to most people is really important. It's certainly an important thing to me. It sometimes comes off as a little cliche, uh, but uh, nonetheless important. And I think if not through social where there's even some, I mean, like oh, it's probably a rapidly declining sense of decorum, but I mean, in text, that's where you're going to get like the rawest feedback. So I'm glad you're listening there yeah. where the filter is like going to be completely off, you know?
1: Yeah. I mean, and, and we ask too, like, what can we do better? What would you like to see from us next?
0: Yeah. Right. Yeah. Interesting. Well, good. Now in terms of the testimonials that you get or the stories that you get, how do you turn that around? How do you use that as brand fuel? You know, word of mouth you've just described is extremely important. People are, uh, you know, you're doing a good amount of your commerce, I would assume through the telephone and you will continue to do so uh, as SMS becomes a more important medium to work through. How do you take advantage by uh, maybe amplifying those stories? So it's not just usual saying, you know what, you, you, you need that glass, uh, uh, you know, or you don't want to ruin that bottle, do you? Instead, you say, hey, you know, here's Adam. He enjoys his glass out on the deck after work. Or like, how, how do you take advantage of those stories?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we use customer reviews and customer feedback in uh, our marketing copy all the time. And um, we we even use like uh, customer UGC as creative in some of our ads and those those work really well.
0: I'm I'm interested in uh, in terms of a a forward looking question. Um, And this is one this is just like what, what in terms of the feedback that you get, where does it make you think as the person heading growth for these brands? where you will go next. I'm reminded of a, of a book that was uh, written by one of our recent guests, it's a gentleman by the name of Henrik, who founded a company called Bark, known for BarkBox, among other things, who talks about how businesses take this sort of feedback and then very quickly can spin up new ideas based on it and build new businesses, uh, not dissimilar okay. to the way in which an oak tree builds uh, new trees and a support network around it. And I'm curious to know from what you hear right now, what is next for the Vinebox and usual family, what are you looking forward to over the next, say, year or so?
1: Product innovation is something that has driven our growth um, and, and kind of helped us, uh, you know, identify like what is it that that allows us to have this um, product market fit, and what are what are what are the values that people actually uh, really enjoy about our our brand and our products. And so, um, that's something I'm very very excited for for the next year, uh, year and a half, and. Um, I think that in the next 24 months, you can expect usual to play in, um, in other categories as well. Interesting.
0: Well, I look forward to that. I don't want you to reveal too many things that you can't reveal to me, but sounds like you got a good thing going so far, at least with these two brands that you are at the helm of. And it's on that note that I'd like to round out and ask you a question about advice. And listeners, you know what's Our- coming here. We do this all the time. But we ask about advice, specifically advice on how to build better and more authentic relationships directly with consumers. Now, over the past roughly 20 minutes, we have talked about it, both Vinebox and Usual, how you are becoming as directly connected with people on the ground as possible. The SMS thing is very interesting, of course, but you're also doing things like putting money where your mouth is and standing up for purpose quickly and definitively, which is important. I think it would be important for everybody to do it. Um With that in mind, whether it is demonstrated by a particular standout example or advice that you received from a mentor or perhaps a pitfall that you avoided in your personal journey, I'd like you to offer some words of wisdom to our listeners who are largely looking to emulate the journey of people who come on this show as to how to build those better relationships with people or perhaps properties or qualities which they can instill in in themselves to do it. So I'm curious to hear a little bit on that from you. If you have a few minutes there for me
1: yeah um i mean I, I have said this a couple of times but i think um just talk to your customers the people that that are uh those are going to be the biggest advocates for your brand and they're you know this is e-commerce this is uh we have direct access and relationship with these people and so um just just talk to them and listen to them and that is the the best place to start with any problem um I think, with regards to uh, sort of like career advice, um, a mentor of mine once told me that if you control the revenue stream, you will never be out of a job, and that's something that has stuck to me. um, Which is why I I like growth marketing so much. I think um, it's super interesting. It's a super interesting time right now to be working in. Um, e-commerce, uh, and especially on the growth marketing front, where you're uh, focused on top-line growth and bottom-line growth.
0: I've had a men- I've had a mentor tell me something, something similar, which which is um, that phrase, which is 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 often used. You're right for job security. Sometimes is used for like what's the real cause of something. Follow the money. I hear that <laughs> a lot. I think a lot of people use it today in multiple contexts. But um, that's that's good advice too. And of course doing what you can to to get in touch and learn and listen from uh, listen to uh, your your consumers certainly important
1: yeah if I can just add one more thing um, you're you know you're building a brand and you're building a product but you're also building a business so at the end of the day you do have to uh, consider um, how how you're gonna make it work
0: obviously of course yes um, well this has been refreshing conversation I gotta go now and uh, look at some of this as I said we uh, we have not recently, been subscribed to a wine thing, but you know what? Might be in the market for it. So uh, I'm going to go check that out. In the meantime, thank you for sharing a little bit of knowledge here with us and some advice. And also, uh, thank you on behalf of of your organization for uh, standing up quickly, making a contribution, and and taking a stand on on the societal issues which are which have well plagued us for likely hundreds of years, but uh, are currently are currently flowering up. Um, that's that's great to know that you're doing that. So uh, appreciate that. And for everything else, thank you so much for coming on the show.
1: Absolutely. Thank you so much.
0: Thank you so much to Kenzie Hagen from Vinebox and Usual for joining the show today. Uh, really great talking about the folks who love your product. That SMS thing is really cool. But most importantly, uh, thank you and your brands for the contributions that you are making to the movements. Uh, it's incredibly important and it's, uh, it's more impactful than words, which is great. If you liked this show, here's what you can do. A couple ways that you can contact us and stay connected podcast.vivoom.co There's the first one. It's a website where uh, we have all of our content. So if you're listening to this for the first time, you can go back and listen to like 90 of these things. We talk with brands of all shapes and sizes across industries, and I talk generally with CMOs and CEOs, founders, and also folks who are in charge of growth. So tune in for more, and you can also do that on LinkedIn via Authentic Influence Podcast, which is a page which will include those episodes as well as other little tidbits along the way. Finally, I'm on LinkedIn, Adam Connor reach out tell me what you think about the show give me some recommendations for going forward and I'll be sure to uh, take them as far as I can I'll be back again real soon with another good conversation about how a brand is taking action and becoming more authentic through mobilizing its masses and until then for Authentic Influence I've been your host Adam Connor and you'll hear from me again next time